Welcome to Bestie Action Packed, a podcast mini-series where a couple of besties sit down and engage in insightful conversation about cultural identity, academic experience, career exploration, and leadership development. These wide range of topics all explore the experiences of first-generation Latinx college students at Georgia State University. I'm one of the hosts, Alba. I'm one of the hosts, Sarah. Also joining us today is Joshua De Luna. Today's episode, we're focusing on cultural identity with our great guest, Jorge. Say hi, Jorge. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me today. We're so happy that you can join us. Before we get started, we kind of want to talk about something light. Jorge, <laughs> so you work... So, Jorge, I heard that you've worked at Brewster's for like the past 13 years. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask you, like, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Favorite ice cream flavor. So Brewster's has hundreds of flavors that we have. And my favorite one is uh, strawberry cheesecake. Oh, wait. I literally kid you not. I went to Brewster's like two weeks ago, I think. And I actually had that flavor. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was so good. It was so it's good. It's amazing. Yeah. What about Mr. Josh? Call me an old lady, but I like butter pecan. I knew you were going to say butter pecan. <laughs> Wait, butter pecan is good. Just like it is, a but classic. It's, it's like, so hated on 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 Twitter. <laughs> it is on Twitter? Everywhere, really. <laughs> no, because I used to also work at Brewster, so I've had every single flavor okay. that exists because that's how I spent my time. Not helping the customers, of course. <laughs> it was So my favorite there was the cherry vanilla if I'm feeling like thirsty, there's a logic to this, but if I'm not feeling thirsty and I'm kind of feeling cold, I get the Southern banana pudding. It doesn't make sense, but that's how it, that's how it is. Southern banana pudding. Wait, that kind of sounds good. It's, so it's good. really good. I'm, I'm not even going to lie though. Like anytime I go to like an ice cream place, I'm getting cookies and cream and <laughs> it's, that is literally so lame, but I just feel like it's like my safe flavor. Like it's comforting to you me. You definitely order I, chicken tenders at the restaurant. Bro, I don't even eat chicken. I don't eat chicken. Well, no. as long as it wasn't just plain vanilla, then you're fine. Yeah, sometimes it's plain vanilla though. Like I can't, I can't lie to you. It's just, it's comforting, you know? Like you know that it's going to taste like vanilla. So like, like you're going to be happy either way. I feel like. At least me. At least me. That's how I feel. I can't stand just plain chocolate though. Like I Oh can't. no, I could never eat just chocolate ice cream. It's just so plain I never understood that. Like I've Me had either. a bunch of customers that don't want chocolate, especially with the banana splits. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't y'all want chocolate? I just think plain chocolate ice cream is just like for me. It's boring. I know. I know. I just said that I like vanilla, but but like that to me is like what a what a little kid would order. I feel like just oh, I want chocolate ice cream. Like that's like okay, grow up. Like, but on the like banana what's split? your like? Okay, no, no, no. I'm not saying like not on the banana split. But I'm just saying like people who just order like a plain chocolate ice cream. Like come on, like. Let's I mean, if you ask for sprinkles, you're fine. <laughs> like, let's grow I'm up nuts. a little bit. Let's well, I mean, go. Not the Jimmy's. Growing up, I always, like, I was never a fan of chocolate ice cream as a whole. I mean, I'll, I'd have chocolate ice cream with two scoops of vanilla ice cream in that yeah. specific proportion. Yeah, like, it has to be mixed but, like, with something. It has to be more of the other thing and a little bit of chocolate. <laughs> just because that chocolate flavor as a treat. can be so rich and, like, just, just like completely consume your palate. I just feel like it's just a little chocolate as a treat. Like, that's <laughs> as it. As a treat. Yeah. That's it. 
No, I'm the opposite. I love chocolate. I when growing up, that was my flavor. That or pistachio. I was a very mature kid. Pistachio. I was like eight years old. Can I get the pistachio ice cream, please? Pistachio ice cream's good though. It's good like, as hell, but like kid. Like anything pistachio flavored does not taste like the pistachio nut. Like it just tastes good. Like I can't even explain <laughs> it. I can't even explain Do you not it to like you. Pistachio nuts? I just think I don't like the taste. Like really, like the taste is has like a weird taste for me. See, I, I agree on her on that. Like, but although I just don't like pistachio ice cream either. Oh, you don't? <laughs> Have y'all had the pistachio macaroons? Yes, they yeah. are so, so good. good. Literally I love so good. Pistachio. Just, I'm telling you, pistachio flavored anything is just so good. Like, I don't know what they put in it, but I know it's pistachio, but <laughs> doesn't feel like it. I went to a restaurant and the whipped cream tasted like pistachios, and I had no idea how they did that. I had to like. Be held back from being like, what is this? No, that sounds so good. It was like a cannoli, and they put whipped cream on top. And I had the whipped cream, and I was like, this tastes like pistachio ice cream. Like, seriously, it was so good. Wait, was the filling pistachio? No, it was just just normal cannoli filling. But the and then they put whipped cream on top, and the whipped cream was like pistachio flavored. And I was like, (laughs) dude, my mouth is watering. That sounds so good. This is sponsored by pistachios. Yeah. (laughs) No, like speaking of ice cream though, have you guys been to Jenny's? No. Jenny's no. ice cream. They they have like a few locations around Atlanta, but literally the best ice cream I think I've ever had in my life. Like it's so tasty. Like sorry, I know you work at Brewster's, <laughs> but she's like hyping really up another store. <laughs> no, it's so good. Like I I was like in the Decatur area like a few weeks ago and the, like I stopped into like a Jenny's and they had like the flavors that they have are like different. But um, I had like I had this flavor that was called pineapple upside down cake. Like that was the flavor of the ice cream. And they had like pieces of like pineapple upside down cake like in the ice cream. And it just dude, I think about it like like every day because it's so good. So how did we get (laughs) how did we get from Brewster's to where you are right now? So where am I at right now? Still at Brewster's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay let me no, reword but, that. How did we get from just working at Brewster's and then your involvement in politics? So, like Sarah said, like I've been working at Brewster's for over 13 years now, since I was actually a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. So I've been working there for forever now. But aside from Brewster's, um, I did work at a couple of financial institutes, Scott Trade and TD Ameritrade. Um, for a few years and then uh, but before that um also worked at panda express for a few months and i was going to college as well when it was uh it was it, it's called now it's called georgia state university perimeter college but when i entered it was uh georgia perimeter college i uh, was going to the dunwoody campus um but overall like Throughout the years, I've been working at Brewster's, doing all these things at the same time. And then 2016 elections came up, and then we saw how the results ended up with the presidential election. So with that, I was like, I told myself that I should probably do something, get myself more involved. And a few months after that, I saw an ad on Reddit saying that they were looking for interns to work at the state capitol. So I applied, and I was given a call a couple days later, and then I find out that it was... Uh, the newly elected representative Brenda Lopez Romero. Uh, I find out that she was my state representative. I didn't know who she was at first, but um, I got to work with her for like the last four years. 
uh, working at the Capitol. That's where I met Alba, a bunch of other interns as well. Um, fantastic people as, uh, too. Um, and then Representative Brenda Lopez came up to me telling me that she was planning on running for Congressional District 7 here in Georgia. And then she came up to me and told me that she wanted me to run for her spot since I lived in a, area, in a district as well. So I was like, okay, let me give it a shot. Went, we went from there. Um, last year, we got the results. We were in a primary since there was no Republican opposition. It was just two Democrats running for off, uh, for that same seat. So it was me and then uh, this other person named Marvin Lim, who is our current state representative right now. Unfortunately, I ended up losing by 800 votes. Yeah, that's how I ended up getting involved in politics. I'm still involved here and there, usually working with nonprofit organizations, doing other things within my local community, especially. Um, uh, so with that, like it opened, after the elections, it had opened up a lot of op more doors for me. So I'm currently the chairman for the Meadow Creek Local School High School Council. That's my old high school. Uh, I'm also the president for the Meadow Creek Parent Teacher Student Association. I am a community representative for the Net Church in Norcross, and I am a political, I guess you could call it a liaison for the Sierra Club for Gwinnett County and for uh, the Georgia chapter as well. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. He does a lot. Congrats, I remember... Dude. You posted it on Facebook, yeah. all your volunteering and stuff. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and also big shout out to you because when I first met you and you were starting to run, you were dealing with like back problems and you were still oh, canvassing yeah. every wow. single day. Like he was going out into his community every single day for like weeks at a time, walking around with a cane. And Props to you, dude. Exactly. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, you know, we got to get the job done. And <laughs> wow. it kind of is one of those disappointing things that like we put all, all this work and effort into yeah. your own communities because um, we might touch that later, but House District 99 was, is um, mm -hmm. very diverse. Oh, yeah. And Jorge would have very flawlessly represented that community. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, with all that, like, I completely forgot I messed up my back while canvassing. <laughs> wow. That was a lot of things that had happened over the last year, two years, three years, um, because a lot of things have been happening. I've been involved in a lot of things and then just working nonstop as well. Like the last four months, I've been working nonstop and I had like about two and a half days off. Wow. And I've just been be working. A half day or a full day? This would be like a half day. I got to go back to work later. Dang. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. thanks for thanks for being here. Of course. Um. So can you? I don't know. I'm guess I'm interested in you. You kind of didn't know much about politics when you applied for the internship at mm -hmm. the state capitol. So can you kind of just talk about like your experience, um, within those three years that. I guess gave you the confidence to even like run because that that's kind of crazy. Right. Like um, when I first started working at the state capitol, I got to learn a lot about local politics and how things intertwine within each other. You may not think that it might affect you personally, but it does affect you in one way or another. Um, like the past few years at the capitol, like we've seen some bad bills like the abortion bill, the... Um, the what was what, there was a few other ones that I can't remember at the top of my head right now. Um, 
but there was a lot of things that had been happening and it just opened my eyes to how like these politicians work a lot of them are like somewhat they call they don't call themselves career politicians but you can tell that they've been there forever now mm-hmm. um and you can see all this money coming in from all over the place dark money you can say where these politicians try to do one thing say they would say one thing and then then go turn their backs and do this um the exact same thing that they said they wanted to be doing um so you can see a lot of that going on you see a lot of secret meetings happening as well so you get to you get to learn and overhear some of these conversations trying to see what you can do to leverage that for yourself or for our team as well so it was a lot of things that have been going on at the capitol and, and it's really encouraging seeing that especially with representative brenda lopez she brought in a lot of young folks into the capitol mm-hmm. and <laughs> alba pointing at herself but uh she was one of them too and that's what that's what it was exciting about like working with her like with representative brenda lopez she had brought in all these young folks got more involved in politics and then with all of us we can all spread the word and share all the information that we've learned with our within our friend groups as well yeah and i think that opportunity too brought in a lot of different um like a lot of i know i just said diversity but it was very diverse and it kind of extended to like just to show like how much better every not how much better everything is no it kind of goes to how diverse her staff was mm-hmm. and it kind of helped us embrace our cultural identities like together as a like, kind of like a cohort oh, uh, yeah. uh together <laughs> oh yeah 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 with all that like um you get to see a lot of people from different ba- backgrounds but the, if you keep digging down you can see a lot of similarities within amongst ourselves as well like mm-hmm. We've been struggling all these uh, this whole time. We got to grow and learn from each other and um, respect one another as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was gonna ask too, like, how do you feel like maybe your own, I like maybe your own like cultural identity and your own background kind of made you more confident, I guess, to run, um, or maybe like you needed to run as well. Right. See, I didn't really think too much about that before until I started running for office um, yeah. over the last couple of years. So with that, like I learned how diverse House District 99 was or is currently, and it's super compact, but it's very, very, very diverse, uh, but very heavily with um, Hispanic, um, the very Hispanic population as well. Mm-hmm. So with that, I had to learn more about myself, my culture, my culture identity, like y'all were saying. So I got to learn more about myself and then trying to better my Spanish as well. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I got to learn more about like what goes on within, um, myself and use that to my advantage. You would say, you can say that, um, where all these people got to learn more about who I am and then, they learned that although I might look white, but I can I know Spanish and I have a Mexican background. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, do you think having your with coming with the identity that you do have, how might have how did that maybe like impact when you were canvassing and also like speaking to constituents and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, like, can you maybe like discuss a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so there was a few instances where I spoke with um, some constituents where they ended up seeing 
a person, a Hispanic person knocking on the door, letting them know that they're running for office. And many of them were very surprised that this was the first time that a person knocked on the door, letting them know that we're running for office. We want to have your vote and hopefully we can get, uh, get their support uh, along the way as well. So with that, like I got to learn about all these people and then use some of their um, experiences and relate them with my experiences as well. Like my mom, she came from Mexico over 30 years ago and she ended up raising seven kids all on her own over the years. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about what some of the things we can do, some of the resources that they that is available to them that they didn't really know. For one, that uh, comes to mind too, is that this young lady who has her young child with her, I knocked on the door while I was canvassing and she was telling me that she was having some issues with her, I think it was like her husband or boyfriend. Like there was a lot of domestic violence going on and she needed help. So I ended up going back to her like, hey, this is the number you should call, call them, ask them for help that they can definitely help you out with whatever needs you may need to have, especially get out of this um, situation that she's in. So she was very um, relieved to hear that. And then letting her, me telling her that I'm here to help her um, brought more light into her. So she got to learn more about who I am and why am I running for office? No, yeah, I think that's really amazing because I think it speaks to, I think it, it, it really speaks to how somebody's identity can be used in order to connect with other people, mm -hmm. especially when you're saying how um, when you were canvassing and knocked on Hispanic people's doors, how how they were surprised to even see like somebody that was Hispanic like also running mm -hmm. too. And I think that also kind of shines a light on that it's like possible for, for oh, yeah. anybody. Like it doesn't necessarily matter what background you have, um, that it, it can be possible for somebody who might not think so. So I think that's really amazing. Oh yeah. Plus it, it gave, we gave them a lot of information about the importance of voting too. Like they have a voice in order to make these changes. If they don't come out and vote, we won't be able to have all these changes coming through. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know earlier you mentioned that you um, were a part of a lot of organizations. I was wondering how you think your cultural identity has maybe impacted the way that you will look at like future opportunities or even like the way that you look at opportunities today. Mm -hmm. uh, good question. Like, um, it's a lot of thinking to do because like I didn't really like I said, I didn't really think too much about my culture identity at all in the first place. So it did open a lot of, a lot of doors um, while um, I was learning more about myself. Like I did mention, um, since I'm still within the community, um, I got really involved directly within the community itself and all these doors opened up for me. Uh, with the Sierra Club, with the Net Church, with um, my local um, high school that I attended um, all these years ago. So all these doors had opened up and then didn't really think too much about it till like I started jumping into exactly what's actually happening. And with that, especially with everything that's been going on, like you can see there's a lack of Hispanic people being involved with all these um, organizations. So that's why all these doors open up for me because my name got out there. I can speak Spanish and 
everybody got to learn who I am specifically. And then being super local, um, they ended up reaching out to me, trying to get me more involved with them to help them out and see what can they do to better our community as a whole. Um, and I still think about it today, like in the future, like I'm trying to think about like, what can I do later on? Because I know there's a lot of more things that can be done, um, especially at a state level, maybe as a whole country as, as itself too. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I did think about, well, I have been thinking about running for president. <laughs> okay. Okay. And the, and the fourth district, the fourth congressional district. Oh yeah. Fourth, fourth congressional district as well. <laughs> so like there's step-by-steps, but. Hank the, Johnson, we're coming to, for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like I did mention to, um, Brandon Alba that I was planning on running for the fourth congressional district, but, I'm not really heavily involved. I'm like on the outskirts of District 4. So I need to be more involved within it, uh, within the whole um, district itself. But overall, like I do want to run for president one, one of the, uh, in the future, for sure. And as a constituent of the 4th Congressional District of Georgia, <laughs> I already told him, I was like, yeah, I'll back you up, bro. Like, we're here, <laughs> um, especially now in the years that I've known you. Wow, it's been years. It literally has. Yeah. I was thinking it's yeah. been months. No, no years. It's, years. Um, it's also important just to, like, I know that you're a community, like, you're really involved in the community, the Hispanic community, specifically in Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. And just, like, tapping into your strengths as a community member and um, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot about it a lot, but as of late, like I haven't really thought too much about it because of work, but this conversation has brought a lot of those reminders. Like, why am I doing this in the first place? Yesterday I got back to got into a meeting with the Gwinnett County young Democrats. I'm a treasurer for them. Oh, I forgot about that too. I'm the treasurer for the young, uh, for the Gwinnett County young Democrats as well. I was like, wait, he forgot to mention that. He'll, he'll mention it in a second. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm the treasurer for the Gwinnett County young Dems. And yesterday was our first in-person meeting after this whole year, after this um, COVID pandemic. So uh, I was li- listening into everyone's conversation, going back and forth. I'm like, wow, I've been missing out a lot. And <laughs> literally, I have been missing out a lot over these past few months because of work. Um, but that conversation, this conversation is bringing back a lot of these reminders, like, why am I doing this in the first place? And what have I been doing to try to help everyone else out? Like, I've been in meetings in and out, but I haven't really been present in the meetings. I've just been okay. present. And that's why it's so hard, I think, to get adequate representation because the people who understand you and the people who go through what it means to be a constituent and to um, just a normal person, not a a career politician, are the people who don't have the time to keep up with everything. We're too busy working with school, with taking care of our families. And I think that's why it's always such a bother to see people who Oh, you didn't attend the last Gwinnett Dems meeting? You're an awful Democrat. (laughs) Oh, you didn't go to the march? It's like, okay, pipe down. We have other responsibilities. And sometimes it's the people who have those responsibilities and know what it takes that we can't just drop everything and run. Oh, yeah. Which is not what you did either because you were still having a bunch of stuff on your plate. And just like imagine 
if you could have had like the privileges of a career politician running for the first time, like devoting a hundred percent of your time, mm-hmm. the different outcome that that would have brought. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, with that being said too, like all these things that I've been missing out, like, although I do hear it here and there, but I like this too, like I haven't been on social media all these months either. I've been jumping in and out whenever I can, but it's just rarely that I've been on there because of how busy work has been. Uh, I would say because of the pandemic, it did shine light to a lot of these things that have been occurring, like especially in the workforce. Like with me, I met me managing two businesses or two Brewsters at the same time. We are severely short staffed. That's why I've been working all these hours, putting all this work because I don't want to burn out my employees either. We are trying to pay them as much as we could, um, even with tips included. Like they're sitting a lot more than any normal person that they would be, it was more than minimum wage. So they still trying to come in and do their work, but with the huge influx of customers and us being short staff, like everyone's being burned out much quickly than I ex- had expected. Um, like this Friday, I have about nine, 10 interviews. For Brewsters? For Brewsters. Oh, wow. I work in the service industry, too. It's been rough. Yeah. I have people coming in to ask me to go work at places. To go, like, serve for them. Yeah. And it's it's rough. Yeah, and I can imagine, too, like, with with more things opening up now because of what the Mm -hmm. CDC is saying and more people getting vaccinated, like, I think the service industry is getting very um what's the word i'm looking for um they're just they have like a lot more what's the what's the word i'm looking for you guys like they're demand yeah i guess there's no that's not the word but they're Uh, under a lot more pressure i guess because they're being hit hard with all this um i just think influx of customers yeah especially because it's summer now too if you think about it like more people are going out like they want to they want to be vaccinated. They want to have a vaccinated hot girl summer. <laughs> and yeah, no, I can't, I can't imagine like. We're vaxxed, waxed and relaxed this summer, ladies. And even to, and even to that has me thinking like you're, you're so busy. Like you're, you manage two Brewsters and you're part of a bunch of these different organizations too. Like, I don't even know how you have the time like and, and you want to go back to school soon oh yeah i do want to go back okay, to school too see look at yeah what are you gonna um study when you come back probably continue my bit no actually no but still i'm gonna continue my business administration studying but i also want to um do law as well wow okay yeah we're looking at a double major right here <laughs> okay wow more power to you jorge when are you planning to start i was planning on trying to start this fall but with work and all these other things coming up, like I have no idea exactly. Like it might be next spring. It might be yeah. next fall. It might be another year or so. Yeah. So it's like, I was planning trying to go back this fall, but a lot of things just came up out of nowhere. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, regardless, it's just inspiring that, you know, you are working all these hours, like you've said, and you're still a part of a bunch of different projects and you want to go back to school. So that's really inspiring. <laughs> I was going to say, um, like, you talk about how you worked a lot within your local community. Like, maybe you have some advice, like, for, for people who, like, also kind of want to get started. Because I know how, 
when you started your internship, like you were pretty much like not really into politics, didn't know much about government. Mm -hmm. Like, like there might be a lot of people like in your, in, in that situation too, who like they watch the news, like they're like, I want to, I kind of want to get involved. Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, what should I do? Step one is have a Reddit account. (laughs) 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 Looks like it. Maybe, but not so much because I've been looking back and forth and seeing like if there was any openings, but I haven't seen any just yet. But um, what I would advise everyone else is to like pay attention to what the news is saying and what your local politicians are doing. Uh, but aside from that, too, you might want to go ahead and get involved in these nonprofit organizations like Galeo. Um, Asian Americans Asian Advancing American, Justice. Yeah. Um, LCF. Latino Community Fund. Los Vecinos of Beaufort Highway. Mm-hmm. All these other um, organizations. Um, Sierra Club as well. You want to be involved if you want to be involved in the with the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, join Sierra Club. Um, what else? There's a bunch of other organizations that anyone can be involved. They can volunteer. They can intern with them. They can um, work with them as well as a learning experience, and then be more involved with the community as as well. Trying to figure out what are everyone's needs. Like, yeah. do they need jobs, transportation, um, food? Um, help with their bills or whatever like groceries transportation mm-hmm. did you already say that yeah oh, he said, he said oh, i was like that sounds redundant <laughs> something happened in my brain <laughs> <laughs> no but all these things you want to definitely get involved within your own community first yeah. to learn more about what is everyone's needs yeah and definitely jump into some of these nonprofit organizations where you can learn more specifically within um, each general community as well um, yeah. so you can learn more about all these things and still pay attention to politics because all these nonprofit organizations also become, um, more involved with politics because they need some things to help out within their community and they want to reach out to the politicians to see if they can get that, um, that, that help or those resources. Yeah. And you said something very important too. Like, um, it really starts local. Like I think a lot of people, or at least a lot of people that I know, like don't, necessarily look into like local elections they really don't Mm -hmm. know who their local representatives are and and things like that and i and i think it's so important to stress like how just like how important like your local community is and getting to know like okay who is voting on certain things like in within your district and things like that because like yes national like those national elections are important but a lot of things happen like in within your level. local yeah at the local level and i think that is kind of like where um the help is like most needed mm-hmm. so i think it's really important that you touched on that too oh and yeah definitely what would you say like is the most pressing matter for the people in your community the people in my community the most pressing matter would be transportation I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) We live very in the same area. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, although Gwinnett did have two MARTA referendums over the last two years, they both ended up failing because people didn't want it because of so-and-so say, like, oh, because it's going to raise crime. Yeah, that seems to be the the opinion is that expanding mm-hmm. marta is gonna bring crime to right. the neighborhoods which i don't know where they get that from right which is so like 
oh my god irritating because these are the voices of people who have always had cars yeah who don't understand the problem of like just kids who don't have transportation to anything mm-hmm. i'm sure you can relate but when i was younger i had no transportation for nothing until high school did not i was not involved in any clubs did not do anything in elementary school middle school didn't go to people's parties little birthday parties <laughs> and i was like imagine if there was a bus right yeah right. Or just mm-hmm. yeah, marta like, like a functioning bus system like marta that can take me places yeah i think it's one of those privileges that people don't necessarily think about think about when they've never had to, to think about it too which is important also well. another thing that i don't understand like do people enjoy being stuck in traffic for an hour plus <laughs> Gwinnett traffic is brutal, especially around like Lawrenceville to Atlanta. Oh, around yeah. there is the yeah. most congested area I've ever had to sit through. Luckily for me, Bruce's is only 10 minutes away and I can just take the back roads. That's always nice. Bruce's is on like Pleasant, near Pleasant Hill. You have one on near Pleasant Hill. One on Pleasant Hill Road and the other one on Indian Trail Road. So check out those Brewster's on Pleasant <laughs> Hill Road and Indian Trail Road. Say, say that the, say that we sent you. That oh yeah sent you definitely <laughs> yeah i might throw in a discount in, or two in there <laughs> name there drop go, any one of us he'll know what we're talking Say about Alba sent me or sarah sent me or josh sent me just make sure yeah. that i'm there oh yeah because <laughs> i'm literally all over the place as y'all heard yeah <laughs> the poor employees won't have any idea <laughs> alba sent me girl <laughs> honestly i am very impressed with how you were so involved with all these things on top of working and i know that you say that you might be a little bit distant from it but the fact that you are still a part of all of it like i am currently working maybe like 70 hours a week serving and i feel like i've kind of lost some of those connections that i've had with organizations around like i mean my community right now would probably be my campus community Mm -hmm. um and i feel like i've just kind of like lost some of those connections like what would you recommend for people that are busy i guess see that is a very good question because i'm still learning about that myself too (laughs) like working 100 plus hours a week like last week i I think it was like last week or two weeks ago where i was working like 31 hours straight and then the other day i worked another 29 hours as well straight wow so it it's very hard to say what or what to advise you or anyone else that might be in a similar situation, trying to bring back those connections. Um, maybe try to find some time. Like I just find, I just found some time today to come in and today, today to have this conversation with um, you all. So uh, it's going to be very hard to even find some time because work gets demanding very quickly. Um, But I would say like pace yourself, find some time and try not to overthink what you're trying to do because um, everything that's been going on, you're doing it for a reason. You're trying to help support yourself. You're trying to help support your families. Uh, and then you want to still help with the community, but you still, but you can't find the time to help them out because you're so busy and overwhelmed with work and then within your within yourself and your family. So it's best to say that definitely find some time and pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing too, like that kind of just comes to mind is like, if there's like one particular organization or one particular cause that 
like you're most passionate about, like maybe devote any free time you might have to that. Um, or I guess not all your free time. Cause I know people also <laughs> like need time for themselves, but um, kind of instead of being like, Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I really am passionate about this too. Like I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this. And then being like, Oh, well I don't have time and I want to do all these things. So I'm just not going to do any of them be like, okay, well, there's this one thing, like climate change is one thing that I'm really passionate about. And um, there's an organization, let's say like there's an organization in my community that is planting trees. Like that is, I'm like, I want to be able to do that too. And like, maybe like focus on one thing first and kind of do like baby steps, I guess. Oh yeah. that That's a good um, idea right there. Like also reminding me that I was actually doing some of that too, like little by little. Uh, also keep in mind that some of these organizations might have like one hour meetings yeah. one day a month and it's definitely it, it, it does help a lot to like kind of put yourself out there learn about what they're doing and then you can try to get involved as well they might have some like events that you can bring the whole family out yeah. and have some fun right there and yeah. i also want to mention that sometimes activism doesn't involve an organization you can yeah. also just do it within yourself within your own family within your own community you don't have to devote all we already said that we don't have to devote all your time to an organization it can be as little as just reading some anti-racist books here and then it's about reading about composting or actually composting if you care about like climate change for example um it's very like we said little by little and it also doesn't have to be with an organization which organizations are great for building communities and they're great for just meeting people who share the same interests as you but especially right now as we were experiencing burnout yeah. it's really important to not overwhelm yourself like oh my god i have mm -hmm. to attend this meeting i have to do this or else i'm not a valued member of your community because you are regardless of what you do you're still a member of your community and so, and sometimes like the littlest steps could just be reading about anti-racism reading about um climate change and or a particular cause that you're any particular about. cause yeah it was just those are the two causes in my brain right yeah. now <laughs> yeah and i think too one thing that's just really important to stress is like activism does not have to be large scale to be valid like alba was mentioning like it can be small things that you do like that that are just as valid too which i think is really important definitely um, you had mentioned that, um, when you started interning with Brenda, with representative Brenda Lopez, you were meeting just a lot of people from very like diverse backgrounds and you kind of really saw how diverse district 99 was. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that, um, how do you think that highlighting different diverse cultural backgrounds is important for all spaces and I know that you in particular were like in politics but maybe like how do you how do you think that after this insight about how diverse your district was is important to highlight you know diversity within all spaces with that I just don't really think too much about it like what I do is trying to relate with them to an extent, so I have a much better idea as to what each person is thinking. I usually ask tons of questions, trying to figure out like where they're coming from, um, why are they feeling the way they are, and what can we do to like help them out. Um, but with that, like all these different 
groups, they all have different perspectives and all these things. So it's best to ask all these questions to figure out like, what are their needs? What do they need help with? So we can try to figure out what can we do to help them out so they can continue on supporting themselves and their families. Um, every community is different. Like we might have different perspectives on some things and we want to try to relate to one another and try to have a much better understanding instead of having bunch, uh, different conflicts. Um, what I can, uh, I can relate this with work too. Like whenever I'm interviewing people, like I ask them, like I ask the interviewees, like what are some of their motivations? What would you do to resolve some conflicts with like another coworker or a friend that they might have? And everyone always says different things, but the main, the main thing that everyone has in common and then they all mention is communication. Communication is always key to trying to have a much better understanding between one another. Um, not, we also want to try to listen in as well, trying to figure out what is going on so we don't end up trying to offend anyone one, doing one thing and trying to do the opposite of what they're trying to uh, like not do. Yeah, yeah, that's really important. And um, for you, as we talk about different, like diverse backgrounds and um, all over, different kinds of communities. I want to know specifically what's the most important thing to you about your identity. <laughs> to me, I honestly don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard one to answer. Yeah, it is. It That's is. why I want to hear you kind of blabble. Because, uh, like, what... I never, like I said, like, I never really thought about my identity, my culture identity, trying to figure out, like, who I am specifically. So, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> well, we can start off, like, you're first gen, right? Yes. So how was it, like, you're first gen and you're running for office, you're first gen and you're owning, I mean, you um, manage two Brewsters with a lot of also first gen students mm -hmm. working for you, like. That is a good starting point. So, me being the first gen generation to graduate from uh, from high school enter college and then managing two businesses at the same time all doing this within my capacity so <laughs> do, you, do you feel like almost like you you're like an example for like maybe the the people that work under you thinking thinking about it yes like i try to do my best to like share my thoughts and experiences with them so they have a much better understanding which way they can go and um, have a much better future. Um, I always try to let everyone else know like, hey, I've been doing this, this, and this. Maybe you can try doing this and this and this. And if you find something else in between that might be work better for you, then go ahead and do that. I always try to advise everyone that I come across and tell them my background and let them know like all this has been happening while I'm doing a bunch of other things at the same time. So with, uh, I like to, I never, I don't like thinking about this too much either because I guess you can say I'm like humble. Yeah. Like I don't like yeah. to, no, I don't like yeah. to, not to brag, but I'm a little humble. <laughs> right. Like, I don't like to brag a lot either. <laughs> like, um, I just tell them like, I do this, this and this. And like, yeah. that's that. Um, but when people hear and see that I'm doing all this, they're really impressed. I'm like, Thanks, but don't praise me because <laughs> I'm trying to do what I what I what anyone else would do. 
or try to do? Well, I mean, it can be very inspirational, though. Yeah. Like, um, I know I've had several role models, at least like um, at my job, whether that have been first gen. And I don't know. It's 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 beautiful just being able to see <laughs> someone be like, OK, like they're I, further than I am. They've done more than I have. And they look successful or like they are successful, or at least in where they are right now. And it you gives know? you the mindset like like I can do it, too. Like I see somebody that is like me, has the same background as me, came from maybe the same situations as me. And they and you might not see it like when you're telling people like, oh, I work for these organizations. I ran for office like you might not see that like you're inspiring someone. But I guarantee you like you have in- probably inspired like so many people that have that are kind of younger than you maybe or like in have that same background as you have that same cultural identity as you mm-hmm. and being like like this is possible for me to do like um and of course there might be barriers to get there but oh, yeah. like seeing somebody like breaking down those barriers like will definitely be helpful especially in terms of like um oh what's that called <laughs> um the imposter syndrome yeah mm-hmm. just yeah. like feeling like you don't belong you know because no one around you is the way like like you so like a little a little applause for yeah, you like, wait applause. <laughs> <laughs> wrong wrong button i didn't know which one it was either i tried wrong button and i can also attest oh it's still going okay i can <laughs> i can like attest to what sarah was saying is like you may not see how almost motivation inspiring, inspiration yeah. inspirational you are but like when I first met you, it was you were on like a panel with Brenda or not with Brenda. She it was like with her. You were OK. I'm when trying I, to remember <laughs> when I first met Jorge, we were in Brenda's office. And one, oh, one of the first yeah. things he said was, you know, I managed two Brewsters and I am also running for house district 99 which was um brenda's current like seat at the time and i remember thinking i used to work at brewster's (laughs) i want to run one day it's possible because that's just like how i like saw it because i saw oh wow like we came from everyone on that panel actually like everyone on the panel you come from like very similar um backgrounds but i remember specifically with you the brewsters part because i i had also started working at brewsters like my freshman year i don't work there anymore but um shout out to the brewsters on rockbridge road y'all shout out (laughs) mr martin you're not listening to this but but um it's just like you don't see it then but in that moment i was like this is a good team because you were going to be working with us in the congressional campaign and i was like this is a good team and this is a good thing we have going on and it was Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah i remember um you mentioning that to me like towards the end of the panel like i used to work at versus too <laughs> <laughs> i'm so annoying <laughs> no, instead but- of being like oh i i'm so inspired by you i was just like i also worked at brewsters <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely think you should be really proud of yourself just i know you say like i'm humble but like <laughs> it's okay to be like no like i did that like I was managing two Brewsters and I was a part of all these organizations and I ran for office. Like that's really crazy. Like, and I think it's okay for you to be proud of yourself and just 
re- like kind of sit back and realize like yeah like I really was doing all these things and it's possible it's something it's it's almost like you're paving the way mm-hmm. in, in like to be cheesy but like <laughs> no, you but really is, you really yeah. are like paving the way for like just a lot of people who are like might also be first gen like might also be of latinx background and seeing like maybe thinking that like their certain like situation or position is kind of like all that they're stuck with and there's like nothing more for them mm-hmm. and you know you're a prime example of somebody who is like literally breaking down barriers i feel like and I think that's that's actually incredibly inspiring, and you should be really proud of yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. Like I, there are there were some moments. It only took like about a couple of seconds that I do think about that from time to time, but lately I just haven't. Um, but it, sometimes I inspire myself. Like, wow, I've done all of this, but I don't feel it because I want to continue moving forward and trying to do more things as well it's hard to just like celebrate the victories sometimes and it's Um, hard to take a step back to kind of look at the the road which you literally paved yeah Mm -hmm. and i know that's a lot harder to do especially when you feel like your work isn't done like and you feel like there's so much more to do (laughs) in the community um but no like what you have done thus far is like really great and what will and what you will do like we already mentioned we already plugged in that fourth congressional run oh, yeah um, i'm so excited <laughs> at this point it's just like a waiting game to find right. a good time for either hank johnson to just step down sir <laughs> sir you have been my representative since i moved to this damn cl- county bro <laughs> i think he's been Wait, how long has he been in office? Like 17 years. Can we Google it real quick? Google break? <laughs> I guess. Dang. Sometimes it's just like, all right, let's let's give somebody else a shot. <laughs> and some people have tried um, this past um, cycle, like the past cycle where mm-hmm. Brenda also ran. People were running against Hank Johnson in the 4th District, Democrats and Republicans. We're not going to talk about Miss. Will her name Josie? Wait, um, when, we, when we're saying 4th District, we're saying for like... All, like Georgia congressional district. district. Yeah. So I live in state district 94. Okay. You live in 99. Mm-hmm. So congressional district is like the Congre- bigger like Congress. The, for Congress for congressional Ooh. and then So okay, they go to okay, DC. Okay. So state I needed dis- to clear that up. <laughs> yeah, state district is, you guys are getting a lesson. State district <laughs> is like the capital. Okay. Your representative is I live in state district 35. Wow. Yeah, Hank there's actually been... a election. Okay, the week that we're recording this, there's an election in first state district 40, 34. So like right next to me. Yeah, Hank Johnson's been in office since 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah, since I was seven years old. <laughs> and I was. So is 14. he a career politician? Would y'all say? Uh, yes. No? I, now. Yeah. Okay. I think at the time, because our, I th- there can be an argument to be made that he does accurately represent the fourth district or at least did at one point um, because the fourth district is like Stone Mountain area, parts of Gwinnett, parts of DeKalb, um, mm-hmm. another county, I think. I think Newton. No. no? I don't think so. I don't know where Newton is. That was just <laughs> me being dumb. Um, no, but definitely parts of DeKalb and Gwinnett County and that specific part like Stone Mountain area is like 80% black for like around where I live. So, and the argument is always made, like having like a strong 
black male role model in such a high position in Congress in Washington, D.C. But I think at this point, like since 2007, it's time <laughs> to step down. It's really funny because on my um, school's Instagram page, there, if you scroll to like one of the first posts, it's a post of him visiting my high school. Oh, wow. And that was so long ago. And I think that was the last time he visited my high school because <laughs> he never visited while, we were, while I was in high school. It was when um, my friend's older sister, who has a kid now. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things that you're like, wow, we need change. And, and it's only going to happen if um, career politicians like that step down. And let other people like pass along the torch. Because mm -hmm. it's Pass like, because it it's like, at what point are they just kind of like comfortable with what they're doing? Like it's, it's like, how many years has it been, and like how much has changed? It's kind of makes you think like, the, is this person really here to represent the people that they say they're representing? Um, which is why we need young, fresh minds like Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> And I still try to encourage all younger folks to go out and get involved or maybe even run for office. Yeah. Run for office. If anyone can do it, you can do it too. If you're listening Let to this, run for office. All of us together at once. <laughs> <laughs> when we all turn that certain age, what age is it for um, Congress? Like 25? Yeah, 20. No, 21. No, is it? I don't think it's 21 because we're all 21 in here. <laughs> and don't I don't have the money to run for Congress. Don't even think about it. I would get like is it, 20 is the votes. Is age limit different for state rep versus yeah. state I, Yeah, I was just thinking about oh, yeah, Congress. You're right. So for U.S. Congress is 25. And then for here in Georgia to be a state rep, like what, 23? I don't know. Um, I'm just guessing because I was no, thinking. No, I don't think it's 23. I think it, that one is I'll higher. Check. Uh, what if it was 18? That'd be so funny. <laughs> Imagine like an 18 year old fresh out of high school in the Capitol. Wait, you know what that reminds me of? 21. Here? 21. Or, I could uh, run for House District 94 against my girl Gloria. No, that's not her. Oh my God. Gloria Butler's my senator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you have to be at least 21 years old in Georgia to run for um, U.S. House. I mean, State House. Interesting. Wait, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense because I know a few years ago, um, somebody from the high school in my district was like running for for like District 35. I'm I'm forgetting who it was, but I know that they were relatively young, like like had just graduated college or something like that. Wow. Well, that happens a lot, especially when you run for city council mm -hmm. um, in different cities in Metro Atlanta. Sheesh, a lot I want to run them. for Kennesaw City Council. <laughs> Kennesaw City Council. <laughs> I know a lot of like state reps served on their city councils before moving to the capital. So oh, they yeah. kind of start off. As yeah. City it's always like kind of like a pipeline. You go like city council maybe and then state rep and then hopefully some state are lucky Senate. state senate and then maybe hopefully um <laughs> congress congress yeah they there's a lot of things where you can see and learn from um your elected officials like they start off as an elected position even from like college or high school where they were elected as uh like president for their student council um and then you see them going to like city council or state representative state senate Lieutenant governor, governor, and then so on and so forth. That's crazy. 
Yeah. I'm just looking up who my state like rep is right now because I always forget. But just know that you don't have to start right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, you true. don't. You can. Some people just make the leap and go straight to running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Okay, just to start wrapping things up, Jorge, what would you like to? What kind of advice would you like to leave to our listeners? I have a long list here. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling out a long piece of paper right now. <laughs> no, but um, I have a lot that I can say about giving advice. But uh, what I would definitely say is that um, definitely pace yourself. Take a step back, take a deep breath, and see where you are right now. Because when you keep moving forward, you're not going to realize all the things that you may have missed out or you may have forgotten about. So you want to take a look, take a step back, take a look at what's going on as of right now, take a deep breath, and see exactly where you are in life. Because all these things you got to reflect on and bring yourself back to who you are specifically. So you can narrow down like where you really want to go into life. Like for me, I've been trying to do this for the longest, but in the end, I always remind myself like, let's push through because you're doing this for your family. You're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for your community. In the end, I still want to run for president no matter what. Oh, thank you so much for that. I know Every time I listen to you talk about your life and your journey, I'm always like, nice. It's so inspirational. I know that nice sounded like so insincere, but that's how I am in my heart is nice. <laughs> but um, well, thank you so much because it is really inspirational. And I want to say thank you for being here and for taking the time out of your very, very busy <laughs> schedule to just speak with us and provide some knowledge to all of us. Of course. And thank you all for having me. It was very fun trying to learn more about myself too. And uh, as we go, because there's a lot of things that I've like missed out on. Yeah. We're all, we're all, I feel like we're all learning about ourselves every day. Mm -hmm. There's like an endless amount that we can learn about ourselves. Well, thank you so much, Jorge. Of course. Thank you guys for tuning in.